Hey loves, Roseanne Austin here. I am so excited to be with you and I'm just delighted. And I am, let's see here, we are just getting started here. I think I may need to, okay. So I think we are, I think we're moving now. I think we're, we've got everything going. Had a little bit of a technical issue there. But here we are getting started. Welcome to the shame and blame free fertility journey. This is Roseanne Austin. And what we're going to be getting into this morning is super exciting, my loves. I'm absolutely delighted because this is something that we have, you know, on this journey, specifically on this journey, shame and blame can be real buggers. And if we are not careful, they can absolutely overrun your journey. So our objective this morning is to address these two things powerfully. And don't worry, I'm not going to uh, keynote you to death. I have a few slides here and we may not even get to all of them. Uh, but what it's really important that you do is you just be present at this point. Let's really get into this subject. And look, you know, this morning we have the opportunity to eradicate the scourge of shame and blame on your fertility journey and it's super exciting and when you think about it look we're almost done with the first quarter of 2020 can you even believe that and what's what's heartbreaking is too often by this time of year despite our best intentions many of the promises we made to ourselves at the beginning of the year are but a distant memory it's, it's really difficult to remember the woman who maybe on December 31st, 2019 said that she was going to live her journey differently. You know, that may seem like a really long time ago for you at this point, but you know, and what happens is, is when we get stressed and tired, it's really easy to fall back into negative patterns. This is why most people that make resolutions or they make decisions about how they actually want to be that stuff falls away really quickly because when you're under stress and you're not doing the kind of mindset work that's going to support you, you'll go back into negative patterns. And that includes a spin cycle of shame and blame. So what does a smart woman do to yank herself out of that rut and get feeling great again on her fertility journey? That, my loves, is what we're going to work on together this morning, because this is actually something that is 100% in your control. And I know it doesn't seem like that, but as we move forward, I think you're going to see a completely different paradigm about shame and blame and your control of it. And here's why this is important. You've got to have your mind and body working together to support your success. Your thoughts and beliefs can have a direct impact on your health and well being. That's fairly obvious, isn't it? And if you've never heard of that concept or you have doubts about that, read Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. And it is incredible what we're discovering more and more every single day about the role of the mind-body connection and how powerful that is. And my guess is that most of y'all who are, are listening to this presentation here at this workshop you're doing all of the physical things. 
The question is, are you doing the mindset things, the mental things, the things within your control, truly inside of you, that you can actually have an impact with and can bring that together with the physical to really set yourself up for success. Your thoughts and beliefs can have a direct impact. So this is why this is incredibly important. And you know, stress has been shown to cause life-threatening disease. How could it not impact your fertility, right? That's common sense. So if stress is causing strokes, heart attacks, you know, all kinds of deadly conditions, how could it not have an impact on your fertility? And I know this firsthand because I spent a significant portion of my seven-year fertility journey sabotaging my success with stressful things like shame and blame. And we're going to get into that a little bit more in just a moment. And as you will learn, my darlings, the foundation of any success, particularly when you have faced repeated quote-unquote failures or the numbers are not in your favor, is mindset. Simply stated, mindset is what you think and believe. And look, this is logical and linear. What you think and believe directly and undeniably influences your choices, your actions, and therefore your results. And let's just take a second as we're getting started here. What kind of choices do you make? How fertile do you feel? And how likely are you to keep moving in the right direction if shame and blame are dominating your experience on this journey? Think about that. Think about that. What are the kinds of choices you're making today and how fertile do you feel? How likely are you to keep moving in the direction of your dreams if shame and blame are dominating your experience on this journey? What if shame and blame were no longer part of your journey? Like, what would a day in your life be? What would that be like if you weren't dominated by shame and blame? Really let that sink in. How would you feel physically? What do you think you, that could do for your health? What about your relationships? How differently would you approach your choices? Who would you have on your fertility team? if you weren't wrapped up in shame and blame. So you have an opportunity this morning, my loves, to literally change the trajectory of your fertility journey. Because why not live this chapter of your life with a mindset that actually supports your success and empowers you to cover your bases, mind and body, so you don't have to look back on this chapter in your life with regret. It's fairly groundbreaking. And remember, you're here because you want more for yourself on your journey. Nobody joins a workshop on a Saturday morning. Well, depending on where you are in the world, because we have an international group here, depending on where you are in the world, nobody spends time on their Saturday going to a workshop unless there's something in it for them. So remember why you came. And I want to acknowledge you for taking this first step. And remember, you're not alone. There are women from all over the world attending this workshop right now who are also wondering if they're stuck in the trap of shame and blame. So just keep that in mind. You are not alone, my darlings. And this is why I'm so delighted to share this with you because for so long on my own journey, I thought I was alone. I thought it was the one weirdo in the basket. 
that was ashamed and stuck in blaming everyone for what I was experiencing on my journey. So you're not alone. And as we get started, you know, let's take a moment to send some love to Joanne and the entire Circle and Bloom family for making the time we have together possible. We are so honored to serve this community. And Joanne and I are both women who have lived this journey. So it was truly from a place of love and excitement and truly wanting to empower you that we're presenting this information. So send Circle and Bloom a little bit of love right now, if you wouldn't mind. And look, you know, as we're getting started, make the decision that you're going to approach this material with an open mind and heart, because that's what successful women do. So how do I know all this? Well, before becoming an international number one best-selling author, teaching thousands of women across the globe how to transform their fertility journey, becoming the coach that even physicians turn to when they want to think like a success on this journey, having created a highly acclaimed fertility podcast, the Fearlessly Fertile podcast, creating my revolutionary Fearlessly Fertile Method program, my darling women, I had to learn what I now teach. And I did it the hard way. I spent years struggling on my own fertility journey while I was a sexual assault prosecutor in California. I spent years doing everything I knew to do physically to get pregnant, wondering why nothing was working. And I spent $100,000, well, actually way more than that, but I stopped counting at $100,000 uh, in this process and no baby. I was beating myself up endlessly, feeling jealous, isolated, and yes, I was, I was definitely raining down the shame and blame for years. And what was interesting is after time on this journey, I noticed that while my fertility team was bringing their A-game, I was quietly sabotaging the process with my negativity, my fear, my doubt, and my deep-seated expectation to fail. And what's even crazier is I didn't even realize I was doing this. I was literally making my, my fertility team, what I call the bump squad, I was making their job so much harder because I was the one person in the room that didn't believe that any of this was possible. And when I realized I was doing that, you know, I had to look around my life. I had to do what any smart woman does and, you know, any smart woman with a goal specifically, I had to look for the missing link. And considering my puritanically clean diet and lifestyle, the piece of the puzzle, and, and look, I was driving hundreds of miles a week to get treatments. I saw a celebrity acupuncturist. Like I was doing all the things, but it became very obvious that the one thing that wasn't clean were my thoughts and beliefs. So it's very interesting, you know, what happens. And as a trial attorney, my work was about strategy, thinking 10 steps ahead of my opponent, and it blew my mind that I missed this. The way that I was thinking was out of alignment. It was so out of alignment with all the good I was trying to do with my body that, I mean, of course it, it, it made perfect sense at that point. Of course, things were not going to be good for me and I was not going to be getting the result that I wanted. Because think about it, does it make any sense to be getting state-of-the-art treatment, having the perfect diet, taking every supplement you can get your hands on, all the while being trapped in crippling stress, negativity, and fear that can set you up to fail? Nope. 
So when I cleaned up my diet in the same way, or excuse me, when I cleaned up my mind in the same way that I had done my diet and focused on healthy thoughts, just like I did healthy lifestyle, ladies, the seemingly impossible became possible for me. And this is why today I'm 46 with a two and a half year old son. Well, he's two and a half going on 16, who was conceived naturally after being treated at a top 10 teaching hospital and basically being told that I was, that was never going to happen for me. Literally adding my thoughts and beliefs to all of the other things that I was doing to support my success on this journey brought me the success that I finally craved. I beat the odds and I now coach women on six of seven continents to do the same. Endometriosis, pregnant, PCOS, pregnant, poor egg quality, pregnant, unexplained fertility issues, pregnant, delightfully over 40, pregnant, recurring miscarriage, pregnant and carry to term, repeated IVF failure, pregnant, even repeated donor egg failure, pregnant. This is what's possible, my loves, and I really am excited to share this with you. This is what's possible when you bring this component to the picture. You are way more powerful than you think. And, you know, look, what I'm teaching you this morning, it's not theory. And I'm not guessing. Having touched the lives of thousands of women all over the world, this is, this is journey-tested insider information. This comes from years in the trenches between my own fertility journey and teaching this to other women. So really, take the opportunity here and now. Take some notes. Be ready. Ask me questions when we get to the end of this. Because shame and blame are toxic. They can create blocks to your success, and I want better for you, okay? I'm, I just, I know that when a woman unleashes this on her journey, she truly does make anything possible. And look, if after this workshop you want to learn more about my Fearlessly Fertile Method program, which has changed the lives of women around the world, I'll tell you exactly how to do that. So make sure you have a pen, some paper, and, and just be present. Turn off any alerts on your phone and just be here. Let's do this together. So, all right, my loves. I don't, like I said, I don't have a ton of slides. I find them boring, but um, here, just in case you guys wanted to see, this is my book, Am I the Reason I'm Not Getting Pregnant? The Fearlessly Fertile Method for Clearing the Blocks Between You and Your Baby, as well as the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast. That's me and that's my son. So, um, yeah, that's me looking wistful, talking about... Uh, all the things that I went through. And that's me at 43, my loves, 43 and pregnant after years of failure. This is how powerful this information is. And super quick, that's me. I'm going to turn on the video in just a moment. That's me. And that's my son, baby Asher. Well, he's not a baby anymore. So, okay. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the critical first step to getting out of the shame and blame trap. This may sound obvious, but what I'm about to share is a critical step that most people miss, my darlings. Okay, so if you want to get out of the shame and blame trap, this is what you must do. You've got to become aware that you are stuck in shame and blame. You've got to acknowledge that you're doing it. Awareness is the first step toward a solution. And this, like I said, this may seem really obvious, but when we're stuck in shame and blame, we get so good at it that we might not even realize we're doing it. And we have to wake up to it. You have to notice that you're even engaged in it. You know, maybe instinctively 
you know that something's off, maybe you notice that you know you you're you're dimming your light when other people are around and you just feel so separate from everyone else. You know, maybe that's possible that you know that now. But you know, look, I'm an attorney uh, in my previous life. So and I want to get really clear. Let's get let's define shame. Because if any of you are wondering, because like if you had asked me all those years ago if I was ashamed of myself. I would have never said yes. I would have said, what are you kidding me? You know, I'm well-educated. I've got a great career. I have a wonderful husband. I've got nothing to be ashamed about. But I lacked awareness at that point of what that really meant. So there's two operating definitions that I want to give you. Okay, there's shame defined. And so Merriam-Webster's online dictionary defines shame as an emotional a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt, shortcoming, or impropriety. Okay, that's a very academic way of looking at shame. But I thought that it would be awesome to share with you Dr. Brene Brown's definition of shame because she is a world-renowned sh shame researcher. And in January of 2013, in a blog post, she defines shame. She said, I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. Now, whether we look at Merriam-Webster's definition or Dr. Brene Brown's definition of shame, neither one of those sounds particularly awesome, right? And add to that, this is why we're talking about this this morning. Struggling with fertility has a unique level of shame due to its inherently intimate nature. It raises complicated topics of sex, sexuality, vitality, femininity, masculinity, just to name a few, just to name a few. I'm sure that you can think of a zillion other things shame about being on this journey raises for you. And, you know, it, being on this journey, I mean, it speaks to one of the ways for better or worse, when we're struggling with our fertility, it's for better or worse, one of the ways we as women size us, ourselves up or other people size us up. You know, there are cultural influences, religious influences, societal expectations, familial expectations. There's all kinds of things that come together that can, you know, that inspire us to find ourselves in this place of shame. You know, we ostracize ourselves or our partner. We freak out that people will look at us differently if they find out we are quote unquote failing. Okay, notice the quotes, failing at something that gets taken for granted as a biological basic. So I want you to ask yourself, remember this first critical step to getting out of the shame and blame trap is to become aware of it. So how do you spot it? Let's spot some shame. Are you beating yourself up for even being on this journey? Are you worried that others are gonna find out? Do you feel embarrassed when or if others find out? Do you find yourself comparing yourself to others and making yourself less than? 
because you're struggling with your fertility? You know, are you isolating yourself from others and not sharing your experience in the ways you normally would? Have you suddenly stopped meeting up with your girlfriends and wrapping a taste about what you guys have going on in your lives? Those are some signs of shame, my darlings. So really keep that in mind. You've got to become aware of your level of shame and maybe you just have a smidgen of it. You don't have to be dragged down in the dumps by shame. Maybe that's just not where you're at in your life. But when you recognize the presence of shame, you've got to address it, okay? So that's why we're becoming aware of any shame that you may be experiencing as you live your journey. And this is really important because look, this journey is part of your life. And frankly, it is part of your baby's origin story. I can tell you that I tell my son every single day that he is a miracle because he is. And I'm not looking to create some egotistical sociopath by telling him that. But part of his origin story and part of your baby's origin story will be a celebration of how miraculous they are and everything mama did to get them here. This is why you've got to crush the shame on your journey. Because why, is, why should there be any shame in that? Why make it wrong that you're on this journey? You know, all that does is create war within yourself. It creates dis-ease, right? So just keep that in mind. Now let's talk about the other thing, because remember, this first step is about getting out of the shame and blame trap. So let's talk about the second piece of that puzzle, blame. What exactly is that? So dictionary.com defines it as an act of attributing fault, censure, reproof, to hold responsible or find fault with. Okay, that's pretty obvious. But let's look at that. Like what role does blame have on your journey now? Who are you blaming? Are you stuck in a pattern of blame? Are you making it your fault for even being on this journey? Are you saying, oh my God, it's me. You know, are you making being the very fact that you're on this journey, are you making that an indictment? Are you making that an indictment of yourself, who you are? You know, what are you doing with that? You know, are you attributing fault on your partner? You know, that's, you know, one of the, there's a constellation of complex emotions that we go through on this journey. This is why we're looking at shame and blame, because these are the things that we don't talk about very often. They're, they're so deep. They're frankly, extremely embarrassing. And I, I know I had both were festering on my own journey. You know, we blame our, ourselves, we blame our partners, we blame our timing. You know, are you, are you saying, you know, all of this is because I had the audacity to get an education and become a professional? Or, you know, why didn't I meet my partner sooner? We're blaming ourselves because we wanted too much in this life, right? What role does blame play on your journey? And the other way that, that blame can show up on your journey is pointing the finger at physicians or other members of your fertility team as being the quote unquote reason your baby's not here. And think about that. When we are stuck in 
shame, blame, we're afraid that none of the things that we want in our lives are going to come to pass, you know, we start blaming everyone, including ourselves. Maybe if you have a religious background or you believe in a higher power, you might find yourself blaming God in the universe. So my loves, the first step, the first critical step to getting out of sh the shame and blame trap is identifying shame on your journey, identifying how you engage in it, and also identifying what role does blame play on your journey? And who exactly are you blaming? Get real about that. And what's interesting is what's common between shame and blame, which is why I've put them together in this way to teach this workshop this morning, is neither of those things feels good. Both shame and blame are wildly disempowering and lead to a mentality that will not support your success. As we're gonna discuss in the, in, the, in the third piece of this, they actually engender a mindset that will lay waste to your prospects on this journey. It's one of the most dangerous places you can be on this journey. If you continue to let shame and blame run the show, they are gonna do nothing to support your success. Okay, so my love, set yourself on the path to a shame and blame-free fertility journey by being honest about where you stand with both of these disempowering no-win habits. And yes, they are habits. You can totally break that. Now, let's talk about the second piece. Let's talk about the foolproof, works every time, move for slaying fertility shame. Okay, and prepare yourselves, because this is gonna be another simple, but potentially profound and game-changing realization. You've got to remember why you are on this journey. Why are you on this journey? Take a moment right now and think about that. Why do you want this baby? What is this baby about for you? And here's what I want you to do. Okay, this is like, this is, a, this is an important thing. I want you to think about this, and I'm making little finger quotes right now. Think about this from the neck down. Answer this question from your heart. Why? Why, my beloved, precious woman who is on the, the call this morning, giving up part of her time on a Saturday morning, why are you on this journey? Why do you want this baby? Take that in. Think about this with your heart. You know that thing that's beating in your chest, that symbolic center of who we really are? Why? Think about that. Answer that with your heart. Why do you want this precious baby? What is this about for you? So often we lose touch with our why. Our deep why is what keeps us moving forward. Why are you on this journey? Are you a woman who just wants to love? Are you a woman who has visions of an expanded family? You know, maybe one of you that's listening or, you know, probably more likely more than one of you that's listening to this, maybe you already have a baby. And in your heart, you know your family is not complete. Maybe there's a longing within you that says, you know, in my heart of hearts, I know my pack has four or five, whatever. 
Don't make that wrong. That's your truth. This is why, because there's a part of you that knows deep in your soul, separate from what anyone might think or any judgments the outside world may have. You may feel it in your soul that you were meant to be a mother and you were meant to be a mother of more than one. There is nothing grabby or selfish about that. Every single one of you that's in this workshop right now is a woman with a dream. Where's the shame in that? Where exactly is the shame in that? Would you shame another woman you just met if she told you, oh my gosh, with all my heart, I want a baby. I want to be a mom. I've, I've known since I was seven or, or maybe I've known since I was 37 I wanted to be a mom. Who would shame that? I bet you wouldn't shame another woman for that. Probably not. This is why, my loves, this move of remembering your why will slay the shame every time. Because whatever nonsensical story you're telling yourself about how different you are than other people, how you failed so many times you should be embarrassed for continuing to be on this journey, when you connect back to your why, when you remember how it feels from the neck down to think about holding this precious baby, taking in that sweet baby smell, you know, if you've ever held a newborn baby, you smell that part of their head or their neck and it, oh my gosh, it's just magical. When you remember this part of you and your why, you will stop shaming yourself. And I say that emphatically because I see women do this every single day in my practice. And I can tell you that the minute they unleash this on their journey, it's like something snaps, something changes, a, a, a switch has been flipped. And the number of women that just when they release this nonsense of shame, what happens in their journeys? I mean, this week alone in my program, what, what is happening is unreal. The number of pregnancies, the number of women that are finally getting pregnant or women that had been trying for so long with IVF or getting pregnant naturally, it is unfreaking believable. And that's why I'm so happy and just over the moon to be sharing this with you now. Slay your shame, ladies, with remembering your why. You remember why you're doing this because you're simply a woman with a dream. There's nothing grabby, selfish, or, or any other derogatory term. Outsiders, people outside of you, naysayers, haters, would say about you and your desire. None of that matters. Because I can tell you with absolute certainty, when you're 80 years old, or, or let's be honest, let's be 130, when you're 130 laying on your deathbed and you look back on your life, what would you rather have lived by? The truth in your heart or shame? Shame that's not even yours. It's probably an old story that someone else told you and you're letting other people dictate, you know, the, the comings and goings in your life. Don't do that to yourself. You're here for a reason, which you have to understand and if you read anything I put out in the world or you follow me on Instagram, 
for every Sunday intention that I put out there, I always leave it with, you have to believe that being a mom was meant for you. That desire in your heart to be a mom was meant for you. And when you get that, and when you understand why you're doing this, the shame will fall away. Okay. So now let's talk about the third step. Let's talk about ending the blame game. Okay. Cause that's the other piece. Remember we're talking about a shame and blame free fertility journey. It'll rock your world. When you actually get to that place, it is life changing and the results you can create are incredible. So what is the number one mindset shift for ending the blame game once and for all? <clears throat> and you have to prepare yourselves again for this one. This one's bound to get under somebody's skin. But I am speaking from experience and you have to have an open mind about this. Okay, so ready? Prepare yourselves, take a deep breath. So it's this, the number one mindset shift for ending the blame game once and for all is you've got to get out of the victim mentality. And when I think about victim mentality, it's the idea that you have no power in your life. Things just sort of happen to you and you have no ability to do anything about it. It presupposes that you are powerless. Now, let's take a step back because there are many of you who are listening to this and are like, what? I don't feel powerless in my life. Well, yeah, that's probably true when it comes to your work, your education, the inner workings of your families, you know, maybe your friendships. But I'm talking about on this journey. You've got to get out of the victim mentality on this journey that things just happen to you and you have no power. Okay, it's blasphemy to the strength of the human spirit. And I can tell you with certainty that on a planet of almost 8 billion people, there is a woman on this planet who faced what you face today on this journey and found a way to be a mom. No question. No question. And that's not to say that your situation isn't valuable, it isn't unique, and that you don't have your personal suffering. All of that can be true. And there is undoubtedly a woman who faced similar circumstances that found a way to triumph, okay? So you've really got to get this in your bones. You are no victim. And staying stuck in a victim mentality threatens to sabotage your success. Because if you get stuck in the loop that nothing works out for you, you will stop trying. You will stop. You will lose motivation. You'll start making excuses to not eat right, not take care of yourself, not get the treatments that could support your success, and it will narrow your field of vision about your options. And just think about this. If, you're, if you have any question about this, think about how resourceful how resourceful will you be if you are telling yourself you have no power? How likely are you going to be looking for a solution when you tell yourself you have no power? Like, what would be the point of continuing to put one foot in front of the other if you convince yourself you have no power? And look, there's a lot about this journey that can feel unjust, overwhelming, and have you questioning just about everything you thought your life would be. But none of that, my loves, not one single iota of that means you are powerless. 
And chances are, if you're engaging in shame and blame, you are probably working with some victimhood in your mentality, right? Because think about that, you know? And, and again, like I said, that doesn't mean you see yourself completely as a victim, but there are some aspects of your journey in which you do. It is important for you to suss those out so they don't create blocks, all right? And that's really critical because if you think about shame, you know, you're blaming yourself. Ooh, there's something wrong with me. Ooh, this is, I'm not like the other people. I should be embarrassed. You think that that's not making you a victim? Or maybe if you're stuck in, you know, maybe you've got a nasty cocktail of both shame and blame, and most of us do at some level. You know, maybe you're blaming like, oh, you know, I don't know why my family puts all this pressure on me to have a baby or whatever, or, you know, or why, you know, my doctor really let me down. And it's like, wait a minute, your doctor's only human. If science had all of the answers for how you're going to have a baby, then we'd all be one and done. We get the injection, take the pill, boom, we're done. But if you've been on this journey for some time, you get that it's not just science. It's not just some doctor that's going to help you get there. They are amazing, but you've got to bring up the rear. You've got to take responsibility and do your part. That's why we look at taking care of you physically, but also looking at your mental game. Okay. So you have to decide, my loves, this third step is you're no longer going to engage in victimhood. So the first step to breaking out of, the, of your shame and blame is get clear, become aware that you're even doing it. The second piece of the puzzle is you've got to get yourself connected to your why. Why are you on this journey? Why are you continuing to do the things that you do? It's because you have this in your heart. Own it. Own this. This is your dream. This is part of your reason for being here. And when you own this why, the shame falls away. And the blame as well. If you really think about it, when you get down to brass tacks about that, you'll watch that when you're super connected to your why, you're not going to waste your time blaming other people and you're not going to waste your time in shame. It's a waste of your energy. You want all of your energy to be directed to the things that really matter in this life. What other people think doesn't matter. Your judgments of other people, let that go. Let it go. It's a waste of your time. So decide. And the last part is end your connection to victimhood. Refuse to be a victim on this journey. So my loves, those are the three ways that you're going to get started to break out of the shame and blame on your journey. This is the path to making your journey shame and blame free. So I'm going to take your questions right now. If you guys have any questions at all, I know I shared a lot of information in a very short period of time. Trust me, this is the tip of the iceberg. I could spend hours teaching you this, but just get started with what you've got here. And you know, you join this call, my loves, because you obviously want more for yourself on this journey. We're going to go to questions, but there are those of you who are probably already thinking, yeah, I need to do something about this. I really need to do something about this. And look, if you're ready to learn how to think, believe, and take action like a woman who succeeds on this journey so you can cover your bases, mind and body, so you don't have to look back on this chapter of your life with regret, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is revolutionary and it has helped women around the world who are facing single digit odds get pregnant. And look, if you don't have a mindset for success, 
you've got a gaping hole in your strategy, loves, and let's fix that. You can check me out. Um, the Circle and Bloom community always gets priority in my world. You can go to my website, www.formaybetobaby.com to apply for a breakthrough session with me there. And we can talk about it, see if it is something that might be interesting to you. You can always check out my book, Am I the Reason Why I'm Not Getting Pregnant? The Fearlessly Fertile Method for Clearing the Blocks Between You and Your Baby. And also check out my podcast, The Fearlessly Fertile Podcast. So, okay, let's go to your questions, my loves. And I'm going to stop this share and I'm gonna turn on my video. Woo, so you guys can see me. Hey, my loves, good morning. So let's talk about some of these things that I've shared with you this morning. Let's get down to brass tacks and I can coach you through some of the, the things that we talked about. Let's make this stuff real for you. So if you have any questions, let me see here. You can raise your hand. You can, there's a little function here in Zoom that you can raise your hand. You can type in your questions in the Q&A. But hey, this is your opportunity to pick my brain. Just this week, we've had just so many pregnancies in my practice. It's crazy. Babies born, women having massive breakthroughs. So let's take what you learned. I mean, let's take it to the next level. Let's take it into something that you can actually apply in your life. So you can either, there's the Q&A, you can either type me a question or you can raise your, your hand and I will get to you. So let me see, me and technology, like it's not good. It is, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, are there hands up? I can't really tell. Um, so if you wanna use your little hand raising thing, you can do that. I don't bite loves, this is your opportunity to ask me whatever you want. Maybe there's something in this that, you know, that provoked a, a different level of thought for you. Maybe this is the first time you've ever thought to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm ashamed, you know, or maybe you say to yourself, oh my gosh, you know, I'm really stuck in shame because, you know, my sister has, you know, she just pops out the kids. Like, how do I do that? Like, how do I get past that? Or maybe you're in a place where you're stuck blaming your partner. And what's interesting is in next week's Fearlessly Fertile podcast, we're going to be addressing that head on uh, because one of my ladies who, uh, who got pregnant, like her, she was facing male factor and she didn't even realize she resented her husband. It's, it's heartbreaking. But what's crazy is she was able to let go of that. Okay. So, all right. I see a question from Jewel, J-U-L. Thank you for the question. How to change victim mentality. Great question, my love. Okay, so there's many aspects of how you change the victim mentality. And because, Joel, I don't know you, I mean, sister, like, click on the hand raising thing and I can coach you through some of that. It's hard for me to, to do this. You know, it's a very big topic on how you get out of the victim mentality because um, I have to guess a lot based on what you've said here. But so I will answer that question if you're not able to raise your hand. Um, I will answer that question very generally. The first step to getting out of the victim mentality is you've got to connect with the fact that you have power in your life. And I know that that's not what we're taught. We're taught that things happen to us. 
like, oh my gosh, these terrible things are happening to me. But the reality is, is that any woman who has succeeded on, on this journey will tell you. And I mean, look, I, I'm 46 years old today. And, and the lessons that I learned on my journey literally changed my life. I mean, nobody leaves the role of being a prosecutor to do this work unless your life has been changed. And one of the, the critical things that I had to learn was that I had more power in my life than I thought. And that with what I think and believe, I can change my reality. And that's not like magical thinking. Please don't interpret it as that. I'm not saying that you can lay on your couch and do nothing and lose 10 pounds. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is understanding that your thoughts and beliefs are literally creating your reality. And if you're letting outside, you know, people's judgments or telling you you failed too many times, those things, if those are the things that are leading you to believe you have no prospects on this journey, you've got to eliminate that. And you've got to say to yourself, look, I have a job to do. I have a role here. Part of the reason why I'm on this planet is to be a mom. And, and you know, and I say that with so much respect because Jewel, I mean, obviously I don't know you, but you know, what I have learned after teaching thousands of women this material is that every woman who has the guts to keep going every month, this is meant for them and they're gonna find a way. So you gotta make that switch from thinking things happen to you to believing that you can impact your life through changing your behavior, changing your thoughts. I mean, thoughts precede your behavior because this is logical and linear. If you read my book, you'll see this. I break all of this down. But it's thoughts, beliefs, actions, results. It's undeniable. It is a logical and linear process. So whatever you're doing in your life, at some level, you believe that you could do it. And because you believed you could do it, you take action consistent with that. So it's no different than applying those success principles to the way that you live your journey. So Joel, I want you to pay close attention, you know, listen to the replay of this when it comes out later today. You know, are you stuck in a place of shame and blame? And what if you just said to yourself, hey, there's nothing wrong with being on this journey. All this is, is an aspect of my life. It's not all of my life. Okay. Does that make sense? So that's, that would be the first thing. And knowing nothing else about you, love, I can't really go deeper than that, but I think that's a really cool place for you to get started. So thank you for asking that question. It's, it's really cool. And I think a lot of other women are thinking that too. Okay. So Iona, Iona, I hope I'm saying that right. Don't be mad at me if I'm not. I'm doing my best. So uh, Iona says, thank you so much for your work in this workshop. I am wondering, what if you feel like you have a legit reason to blame yourself? For example, I smoked throughout my 20s and I feel like it is my fault that my egg quality is bad. How do you overcome this? Okay, beautiful question, love, and I'm so glad you asked it. Have compassion for the 20-year-old version of yourself. Do you really? I mean, our frontal cortex, our decision-making part of our brain isn't even fully formed till we're 25. If you hold yourself today accountable for the behavior that you had in your 20s, like, have some compassion. Like, you're not the same woman today as you were in your 20s. And if you're stuck in the past, beating yourself up in the past, your past will be your present and your future. And so you've got to forgive that version of you that in your 20s. 
You're doing, I mean, like, who cares? You were doing the best that you could with the information you had. And you cannot hold a 20-year-old. I mean, there are going to be certain aspects, like under the law, we hold, you know, 20-year-olds to the same standard a person, you know, that is 40 is. But as a former prosecutor, you're not going to look at the decisions that a 20-year-old makes in the same way as a 45-year-old. They're not the same. It's, it's apples and oranges. So what I would encourage you to do, my darling, is forgive that version of yourself. Do some forgiveness work. I talk about that in my book, so you can check that out. And I think that could make a huge, you know, because we're not saying here that that, that isn't a factor, but it's, there are plenty of women who smoke and have babies, okay? You're probably doing more harm to yourself by beating yourself up than, I mean, you obviously made the choice to stop. Celebrate the fact that you stopped. And that's the one thing that we do to ourselves in this journey. We only see part of the picture. We'll focus on the bad and we won't, we won't, focus any attention on the good. We get stuck in, oh, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And it's like, no, you were making the best possible decisions you could with the information you had and the mentality you had. You have a higher level of awareness today than you did back then. And like I said before, the reality is there are plenty of women who have babies, you know, even after smoking. So forgive yourself, baby. Do the work. Read that chapter in my book. Okay. So Blake Turk. Right now I'm dealing with finding out since a month ago, I have chronic endometriosis. It took 20, I took 21 days of antibiotics with my hubby and a biopsy only to find out I still have it. Now into round two or three weeks of antibiotics. I'm staying strong, but feel so frustrated. Doctor said she was optimistic, but now this is a roadblock calling, uh, causing me to feel really stuck. Well, my love, use this as an opportunity. Maybe this is a period of time for you and your husband to get super clear on, you know, how you guys are going to live this journey. What are you going to be doing moving forward? You know, the two or three week sojourn that you're taking to, to address the issues with your body, how could you use that wisely? How about, you know, taking some time to be together, to reconnect, to think about why you're on this journey to begin with? You know, a delay of, you know, a few weeks or even a few months doesn't mean anything in the bigger scheme of things. I know that, it, you know, you're like, you know, shut up, Roseanne. You know, I wanted my baby yesterday. And I totally get it, sister. I was on this journey for seven years. But that's why I'm telling you with so much love and authority that a few weeks or even a couple months is not going to make a difference. Okay? Be the woman. Use the time wisely and be the woman who uses this as an opportunity to get really clear about how she wants to show up to her journey. Okay? Go ahead and do that. All right, so I hope I answered your question, Blake. It's a really smart question, and I'm sure that it addresses some issues that other women um, are facing. Okay, so let's go to, okay, Jewel, I already answered a question from you, so I'm going to move on to Lauren. What about bitterness toward your current situation? Is that the same as victimizing yourself? Well, the bitterness is basically saying that's part of the victim mentality, that oh my gosh, things happen to me, not for me. And the reality is, is look, I don't know. I know, I know this may be hard for you to take right now, but you got to trust me because I love you. I have so much love and compassion for you. Um, you know, you, you may not fully realize the level to which you're victimizing yourself. There are no victims on this journey. There are no victims. You have power. You have, a, you have the most important power that there is, and that's over how you interpret things. And so 
What's there to be, you know, what are you bitter about, Lauren? I would take some time today. Get your journal out. If you don't have a journal, just bust out a piece of paper and say, what am I bitter about? And then ask yourself, does any of that make sense? Is any of that actually true? Is this the way you actually want to spend your time? Is this going to move you forward on your journey or is it going to keep you stuck like circling the drain of your past. Your, I mean, your baby is in your future. Your, your baby is in your future. It is not going to be in the past. And so the bitterness is just continually seeing yourself as a victim, and you're not. That's an abomination. I, I don't know you, Lauren, but chances are I'm willing to guess you kicked some ass. And so you've got to ask yourself, why am I holding on to this? What do you get out of being bitter? And is that the thing that's going to move you forward on your journey? So that's what I would ask you to do. Get clear. Cause I don't, you know, I don't know what the bitterness is about. Cause I don't know, you know, you wrote current situation. I have no idea what your current situation is. So I'm just guessing at this point, but you know, what's more important is that you know what your current situation is and that you do something about it. So yes, that, I think I answered your question. That is the same as victimizing yourself. Okay, so let's see here. I answered a question from Blake. So let me ask a question from, I mean, answer a question from Valerie since she um, hasn't had one answered yet. Okay, and we just have a few more minutes left. I got to jump onto my call with my Fearlessly Fertile Method program. Okay, I feel conflicted. I've been doing so many things physically and mentally. I've gotten to the place where I want to surrender and have been feeling maybe another path is meant for me, but I've always had the desire to be a mom. How do I surrender, but also keep my desire alive? Well, Valerie, that's a great question. Super smart question. And the reality is, is those two things are not mutually exclusive. The way that you've written this question presupposes that surrender and having desire are mutually exclusive. You can have both. It's what I teach in my book about yes and. You can surrender to the highest good that's meant for you on your journey and still have that desire. In fact, you can love that about yourself. It's so cool that you know you desire to be a mom. In, and you know, even if there is a different path for you, that doesn't mean you can't be a mom. You may just find a different way. So the, for, the thing that I would encourage you to walk away with here is I get to have both. I get to surrender the how and be available for this unfolding in my life. And I get to keep my desire. I desire to mother. And maybe that process is going to show you exactly how you uniquely are going to do that. So it's really cool. That's really cool. I'm excited for you, Valerie. You're like, that wasn't the answer. You know, I bet you were thinking you would get a different answer, but here's the deal. They're not mutually exclusive. So wonderful question, love. Okay, Mandy, I have made some choices recently that I thought were guided by intuition, which quickly became clear they were unfruitful or wasted time. How do I reconcile feeling like my intuition was, was misguided or I didn't hear it right? Okay. Ooh, that's a brilliant question, Mandy. I love it. Okay. So what you want to do is intuition is not fear-based. There is no fear in intuition because intuition comes from the highest part of you and it comes from the wisest part of you. And so I would encourage you and look, you know, it, sometimes it's good to do a post-mortem on our decisions 
because then we get to ask ourselves, hey, was this the great, the best decision for me or could I have done something different? It's never about like beating yourself up. It's just about information. Like that's the worst thing that happens when we go for it is we learn more about ourselves. It's another way of empowering yourself. Okay. So I love that you're asking this question. So what I would encourage you to do, Mandy, is go back. And when you look at how you made that decision, the decisions that you, you call unfruitful or wasted time, which I would highly encourage you to rethink because you're coming away with information. So it, it's probably not true that it was unfruitful. And it, therefore, whenever we're learning, it's not wasted time. But I would ask you to look carefully and you know write this out in your journal and the reason why i ask you to write it is we're stimulating different parts of your brain and and connecting with your intuition is did you make the choices that you made from fear did fear play a role in that because there is no fear in your intuition there is only guidance guidance from a higher place your higher self the self that isn't fearful the self that isn't blaming and the the fear the part of yourself that isn't in shame so that's what I would encourage you to do, Mandy. So, oh my gosh, you guys, I am so, okay, I was just trying to read another question. I've got one, I've got time for one more question. Okay, so anonymous attendee, how do you explain to your spouse how much you blame yourself at times? Working on not, of course. My spouse keeps saying that it's either, that it's not either of our faults, but it's so personal, personal for me because it's happening in my body. Okay, super quick, anonymous attendee, here's what I would say to that, is just be honest. Like, ask your spouse to just hear you out. And sometimes women, we as women, we just need to be heard, we wanna be seen, there's a part of you that feels invisible. So don't do that, don't make yourself invisible, let your partner know what's really going on for you, my loves. So, you know, and that's, Yes, it's a very personal experience, but it's also a shared experience. So just give yourself an opportunity to share that with your partner. I talk about that, and I believe it's chapter three of my book, Bump Squad. So you can learn some exercises there if you'd like. Okay, my loves. Oh my gosh, I've got to wrap this up. This went so fast. Loves, I know that there were so many questions, and I see that you know some of you are 45. Um, just you got to know that the desire you have in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When you apply the things that I've taught you today, you're going to get on a new path and you're going to give yourself the opportunity to see and do things differently. And therefore, when you see and do things differently, you can create different results. Okay. It's logical and linear. So, all right, my loves, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to Circle and Bloom for helping make this possible and go check me out www.frommaybetobaby.com. Check out my book. And also check out the podcast, the Fearlessly Fertile podcast, and have an amazing day, my loves. Take care. Bye-bye.